0: hello and welcome to enough liquor a podcast where we handle melons at the a&p as we talk about the greatest television show of all time the golden girls i'm lauren and i'm sarah and today we're tackling the 59th episode in the series brotherly love
1: it's kind of a weak pun but i'll, I'll take it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what do you think of old ted ski oh yo ted A. um <laughs> yo (laughs) this is uh... that actually might be like Stan's best delivered line so good (laughs)
0: um yeah I do like this one a lot I think it uh, is as close as we get to like a cookie cutter episode of the Golden Girls um and I don't mean that as a negative comment I just mean that like there's so many lines that I remember that are so funny but I don't the episode as a whole isn't super memorable to me if that makes sense um And like you know, the end where Dorothy like bone up at sea. That is,
1: (laughs) you know, that's like. I mean, the hand gesture, and (laughs) you know, I mean, we talk all the time about how B. Arthur can deliver a line, but it's the way that she holds her body and her face and makes extra sort of physical comedy around it, and it's uh, it's so lovely. (laughs) It's I called it a hand twirl in my uh, in my notes. (laughs) Yes, it, it is. It's it's
0: she's always acting with her whole body yes um and I actually was recently watching uh CNN did this like docu-series on the 70s um and there was one of course like about TV and All in the Family and then Maude and just everybody talked about how B. Arthur in from her first guest episode on All in the Family just like stole a scene because she was so good at these like non-verbal gestures and then when you have the words on top it's just like unbeatable and I think that there's a lot (laughs) of that in this episode um and particularly obviously that end scene but even when she's like you know um go hug a landmine like what a line
1: What strikes me, and I know we're covering literally the end of the episode first, but, uh, you know, <laughs> see our prior disclaimer about how you all watched the episode already. But the um, the hand gesture, that Bon Appetit one is like so <laughs> delicate and effeminate, you know, and then she has like right before then. When uh right right before that line that is when she's just like I hate to interrupt, <laughs> she punches her hand. <laughs> it's it's absolutely exquisite, and it's just again that's like a that's like a beat like a couple of beats later, you know she does uh the end hand gesture, and I just I I adore it.
0: Yeah, and I mean also the choice to uh phrase it, you know, when she gets up and she's like the gentleman in the blue suit, like it's yes. so well done and it's just like <laughs> like such a straight face and like strides out of the restaurant oh it's amazing it's so yeah. good and yeah we will start with the end because you all know you're <laughs> supposed to watch
1: uh, <laughs> all right but back to the beginning we have uh we're talking about handling melons and dipping oreo cookies in the winter's swim trunks <laughs> <laughs> and we have to we have to bring up the fact that rose actually says i don't like to take pills I get slap happy and say silly things. Now, what you were talking about before, which is like your, you know, the, the um, quintessential or the cookie cutter, you know, sort of Golden Girls episode. Part of that is that it's isolated, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. not, it's not like actually connected to the other two. So, but obviously this line stands out for uh, Rose's famous, you know, pill storyline in the future. <laughs> yeah her debilitating addiction i think is what you
0: mean that comes that's what i mean yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't like to take pills except the one i've been taking for 30 years <laughs> right like take a benadryl <laughs> seriously oh my god well i think all right so i want to know what you think about the actor who plays ted because i think he, he's played as such a dud And I can't tell if it's just sort of, like, meh acting or if he's, like, especially just in the intro scene. Like, he gets a little bit more animated towards the end when he's, like, you know, salivating over the stewardess or whatever. But when he walks in, I don't know if it's, like, direction where he's supposed to be so, like, you know, more timid and quiet and, like, you know, just reserved to just contrast with Stan. But I just, like, my overall impression is that he's just such a fucking wet blanket. You know? Like, it's just, like, your doctor, oh, yeah. You know, it, there's just, <laughs> it's very silly. Yeah. I don't know what you think.
0: I do see that. I don't, I didn't note that exactly, but I think that it's also very hard. I think, you know, a nod to um, to Stan is, like, he can always hold his own in these scenes. Yeah. And I have so much from that intro scene about all of the other like, all of the other people in that scene. And particularly, like, when Blanche closes the magazine, she's like, oh, I'm terribly, 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 terribly sorry. sorry. Uh, I it's just one of don't... the most
1: classic Blanche bits. So
0: good. The movement
1: is, like, so yes.
0: fluid. It's just so natural. Um, so I think he just doesn't stand up to that. And he's kind of, like... He's always kind of blah. Like even after the date, when he's trying to sort of get out, it, it is he's very like flat. I think I think you said that, and I think that's totally right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that that maybe he's trying to be like a more reserved, slash like more respectful version of Stan. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's kind For of For the big dad. reveal at
1: the end. Right, like, like <laughs> he's an A-hell too. <laughs> Maybe it's just that there are few choice lines. Like, you know, when Blanche goes, see, it's a night doctor. And he's, his line is like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, if, I, <laughs> and I could... know, again, it's supposed to be like that. Where it's like, he's just like, I'm bewildered of what happened. But like, I also think that there could be many other decisions you could make for that line of dialogue as well as how it's delivered i just like i'm not like sold on ted and this is not even this is something i've always felt about this episode where i was like yeah he's a dick but he's also kind of a dud <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and like we've seen i feel like you know who's sticking out of my mind right now is bob and rob because they had such (laughs) so few lines and they were supposed to be very flat but they really were good at that you know right
1: right 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 (laughs) exactly but that was like oh my god i think they're just brain dead like catatonic (laughs) oh my god but yeah you're right this whole the whole scene is (laughs) i mean the whole blanche flirtation is like man somebody's gotta have a super cut on youtube of just like blanche like sidling up to men on that couch because there's a lot of it and this is one of the best ones there is and um but sophia was just like do you remember me i danced with you at their (laughs) wedding where were you when they got divorced i was like for someone to dance with it's so good maybe my favorite
0: line from that scene which is tough because there's so many funny
1: ones but like you are right you are so right but yeah it's uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just it's a great scene. So I guess it doesn't matter that Ted is a dud and actually it kind of reminds me of like when we talked about Gene and how you know she's she's just a normal person. I guess Ted is is less of a, a fully dimensional character because of the reveal at the end. But like, you know, Gene holds her own up against these amazing actresses even though like none of her lines are very great at least in the beginning you know yeah um and she, it's kind of one of those greeting a stranger from the outside in the living room scenes <laughs> where, <laughs> like you know again to contrast with marguerite who's like oh my god like you're watching her as opposed to the rest of them in, in that particular scene but um yeah it's just hilarious yeah uh also just <laughs> more of the the dud style but this is more dud in terms of uh, like dialogue and and character development and Dorothy as well Um, you remember the pilot we were just talked about how fucking old and grumpy she sounded when she's like this girl with green hair and those piercings and all this stuff the whole conversation you know that follows you know, the eye rolly like you know when I used to date the man made all the moves and like it's just (laughs) it's just like Ugh, I, I just I don't like how they handled that scene I think you can get at the oh my god Blanche is too much <laughs> for me without having to go down this like generational thing you know it's it, it reminds just like a mil- immediately it was like ragging on mohawks again
0: <laughs> I know she was like she's gonna have to cut her m- mohawk and like I just, um, yeah, I really didn't like that. It was very, it was exactly back to the pilot, I thought. Um, and there's another time, I can't quite remember it, but it's the same thing. Maybe, it's not the Lucy episode, um, but where Dorothy basically alludes to the fact that, like, she she thinks that men should essentially, like, make the moves or, you know, like, oh, yeah. guide the relationship or whatever. And, like, I think we have talked about this um, before, but, like, I guess Dorothy would think that, like, it's it's unreasonable to assume that all of her views would be progressive, um, particularly being raised in such a sort of, like, traditional immigrant parent house, but I wish there weren't instances of that, you know, like, I agree, I wish it was just, like, Ted was, like, really not into Blanche, and, like, didn't have to have that part of it, but I guess that also, like, also, she's getting home from parent-teacher conferences at, like Oh wait yeah. I know seriously.
1: <laughs> did the parents put their kids to bed at all? Like, I, know, I know. I know I will say this in Dorothy's defense and I guess in that line's defense too that it does toe a line where part of what feminism is is like the choice and the option, right? Like, you can you can still be, like, a progressive feminist and decide to, like, stay home with your kids if that's, like, a possibility for you. So you can still be a progressive feminist and say, like, my preference is that, like, a man will approach me, you know? Okay. And I think also in all we've talked about of, like, especially me relating to Darthia being, like, more stereotypically masculine and, like, you kind of want to counterbalance that <laughs> by not, you know, like, going ho- full out and flipping the gender role, like, completely uh you know 180 I always have to think hard for that, that uh, I know I always like, want Is to say 360
0: <laughs> we didn't go to math school I know
1: we're bad at math <laughs> that was turns out that was the day they taught everything. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know I, I can sort of see that I just think tied in with the parent teacher conferencing it's like so grumpy and like you said there's just not it doesn't it doesn't fit my mold of This is my personal choice within progressive ideas, uh, which I guess what I'm saying. So it's like putting it out there that that's not necessarily a bad thing to want, particularly as a personal preference in like sexual romantic relationships. But yeah, the way it's delivered is just like, ah, Dorothy.
0: (laughs) Right. And you know what else is like, it's not that Dorothy says it he says it like he's the one who's like when i was you know like the well, yeah, used to make- yeah and like that is gonna be a hard no for me i agree with everything <laughs> you're saying about <laughs> like you know of course like with it, it feminism oh, yeah. is about choice but like that is so gross to me that he says it and then and then it's like i want dorothy's you know it's just you're right like she's just like a grumpy sort of like nimby <laughs> like-
1: yeah exactly exactly Mohawk. no you're right ted kicks it off and that is his bullshit like i said they could have like A more mature conversation about him being uncomfortable. (laughs) How was your date? It's not over yet. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Like a more appropriate response or a mature response, I guess. And not necessarily for the show, because it it wouldn't work in this particular episode, (laughs) but would be to discuss like, hey, you know, like, Blanche seems really into me. I'm just, like, not comfortable with, like, my date being that forward. Like, hey, if that's her thing, but I just, whoo, that was reeling. Can we go for a drink and talk about it? You know, like, that that kind of, that would be what would be appropriate. But, you know, it's not the fucking 1980s. It's not a 22-minute sitcom. So, moving on. (laughs) (laughs)
0: um i do want to go back really quickly to talk about minneapolis france because (laughs) it's a very like classic exchange where um rose is like minneapolis minnesota and then (laughs) minneapolis france and she's like oh i'm from minnesota like it's just (laughs) she's just so sweet in this episode and the problem that she's dealing with like having um you know like insomnia night after night yeah it's so frustrating and like I was you know I feel like now um maybe like late 20s 30s is when if you miss a night of sleep like forget it like you're you know like I I feel like for me personally like it changes like at least for two days um and like I just imagine that that gets worse and worse as you get older and so like having missed you know, multiple nights of sleep and having to work and like slog through the day, just it oh, just yeah. feels awful. And so, you know, <laughs> feel bad for Rose. <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: the uh <laughs> I'm also usually like, I'm kinda like St. All the stories are filler, it's not my favorite part of the show, you know, <laughs> but like the moral support of her children and her husband and his cattle prod cattle is prod. just <laughs> it's a perfect delivery. For the, like, little surprise element at the end. (laughs) It's just magnificent. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, oh, yeah, actually... To go back again. The uh, the scenes where, um, you know, when when Ted and uh, Blanche, Blanche is trying to still woo him in, and Sophia's just sitting there, you know, she's like, the best of Carson is coming on. And Blanche's <laughs> like, here? She's like, no, Blanche, in Hollywood. But they type it through these little wires and it comes out here. It's so good. Oh, and the why you didn't get everything as she just looks at the TV and like uses the remote. I love, you know, I mean, the distracted dialogue lines of like thinking about how you could play that that line of dialogue which is a funny line in and of itself and like look directly at him that would be funny but like her distracted just like saying it out of the corner of her (laughs) mouth like over there towards him and like you know with playing with the remote is like it's like 10 times funnier again with the physical (laughs) comedy and like playing every part of the role it's uh magnificent magnificent
0: yeah i wrote like don't they know not to go in the living room when blanche has a date like it seems like that would have been like a well-established practice totally. in that house but like <laughs> also rose being like i can't count sheep i'm allergic to wool and then it's like the members <laughs> of the jackson family <laughs>
1: know. oh my god amazing uh but yeah i mean i th- i mean the best of johnny carson kind of trumps up all of that i think yeah um... you have to watch it <laughs> Also, are Ted and Dorothy making out or are they necking?
0: I, okay, I don't know. I, I don't know. It seems very weird to be happening in the morning on the doorstep. Like, and it it does, I feel like it would be less weird if they were making out, but I don't think they are,
1: which. Uh, it's very strange. What is I, that? I, I have no, no idea. I love her, like, calm down, Stanley. It's just a routine search.
0: I just know. I so know.
1: so sultry. Ugh. It's so what, wonderful. Expectancy. And you know,
0: um, we never get to see Stan. I feel like we don't get to see Stan sort of like, he's a little bit like showing off, but he's also kind of like, he's showing off both to Ted and showing Ted off to the girls. And I feel yeah. like, you know, like it, it calls back like, I don't know when you were when I was like a kid and like my older cousin was coming into my class you know like so, like I feel like it's such a relatable feeling to be like yeah look at my cool little brother and like also like look at me cool little brother like it's so tangible yeah it's um cool. and it's a fun it's fun I feel like we you know Stan is he's not one-dimensional at all but I feel like he's often inserted in the storylines at like the same place and this is a little bit different so that's kind of fun love yeah. Stan <laughs>
1: you're right you're right it's just he he's a, an entirely different role role and honestly it would be a standout sort of scene for him just in the showing off part even if he didn't come back at the end you know yeah for uh <laughs> the last time i went to coney island i got pregnant what's your point <laughs> Ugh, so great so okay. good there's so many
0: lines and like Oh, my gosh. There's so many lines that are made, you know, like, pulled out by themselves. Um, Join the Navy, see the world, sleep with Blanche Debra.
1: Oh, my God. I know. (laughs) It's so funny, even though it's so slut-shamey. Again, Barbie. I know. Jesus, we've talked about this. But, my God. It's one of those lines where I'm like, (laughs) oh, it's terrible. But, my (laughs) God, it's funny. So (laughs) good. (laughs) Um, Shit, man. Has Golden Girls posters put that together? Or or enough... uh... Um, Worker good memes. The Golden Gays um, actually
0: just did a, I think, like very recently. um Oh, did the a, Golden Gays my f- see. Yeah, they did a flyer for like Navy recruitment. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> join awesome. the Navy to see the world.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's ripe for it, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, I yeah, hear yeah,
0: that at Fleet Week. All those that, Gay um... sailors, hello. I <laughs> 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 would love that.
1: At the uh, museum that may not be mentioned, but may or may not have been on an aircraft carrier. Um, yeah, no Fleet disrespect is... to the Navy. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> just calm down. <laughs> I do remember being like 30 and like looking at all the sailors being like, oh my God, I'm so old. <laughs> I know. They <laughs> were like children. Oh my are you God. old enough
0: to be in that little sailor suit?
1: <laughs> Seriously. Holy crap. Um, but that, so that, that whole, you know, join the Navy, join the Army, the Marines are looking for a few good men. That line again like totally forgot it's in this episode i also uh forgot that the (laughs) the line that i love i was hiding behind the drapes what is this hamlet (laughs) i say that all the time but like if you're not around no one else is even gonna get that (laughs) and like you also have to know shakespeare like so it's like but i actually always thought that was the sophia line because it's delivered like what is this hamlet you know like that but like she it's actually makes way more sense that Dorothy says it yeah you know because of the sort of storied you know uh scholarliness of it but it's goddamn i love that one and again it's like it's like these happy surprises for you know an episode that i i don't watch this one that much i think mostly because it hurts Dorothy, even though she gets that good line with a hand twirl um and because Ted's a dud, I don't watch it that often. So it is one of those like fun surprises, like, oh, and this one, that's great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. I also, I always, um, which I'm sure is because there's like all that Midsummers and I, dream stuff in the i think it's yes. the moonlight one but then i also oh, yeah. picture that line happening at miles's apartment which makes sense too <laughs> yes. because of like um yeah i totally forgot that was in <laughs> this one um but there's a lot of like also the line about um rose drinking caffeine and when she's <laughs> like so we great. need caffeine especially women yeah, age. Right. Like, sure i want that to have more of a i want that to get more attention it's very funny yes
1: exactly <laughs> i know right you're like hey go Golden Girls fandom. Make a meme out of this. Yeah, Come on. you may even blink again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, it's just such. <laughs> oh, now no, I am giggling again. I am just like the great one-liners. I was still laughing at the, uh, you know, right, and the Godfather made all of his money selling olive oil. That's, <laughs> that's a great one. But also, um, you know, they go to this supper club, and what a supper club! My God, Jesus Christ! And you know, Stan is is going. <laughs> about the last time that ted did this you know he's trying to talk about it goes, i'm not knocking darth because what do you call this a testimonial (laughs) (laughs) that also needs like more attention and like should be some sort of like well-known rebuttal (laughs) to anybody saying things it's like oh it is magnificent i mean that whole That whole scene is kind of a really funny stretch with the whole Ted thing, like up until the "quote unquote" reveal, you know, at the end, and then it's very groany.
0: Yeah, it's very cringy. But I, I feel like the way I actually really like how it's handled because it's such a small, like a a short, you know, like she addresses it very quickly, and it's correct. Yeah. Um, but I also really like Stan in that scene. I feel like he's, you know, like he's advocating for head obviously but i also maybe like wishful thinking feel like he's advocating a little bit for dorothy too like you don't why are you like don't do this you know don't go to poker with him right um, right right but i don't know that might be giving stan a little too much credit
1: it might be given him too too much credit but i wouldn't say it's a hundred percent hit um his you know sort of selfishness right i you know uh for sort of keeping dorothy to himself i do think that he has some concern for her which is nice but, but, okay, so I have a question for you. Um, I know you're not exactly, like, the foremost dick expert in the world, but how, like, Close. does it, <laughs> <laughs> does, like, is it a common practice that, like, an impotent man would, like, make big plans to go to Acapulco with, like, a stewardess? I mean, is it wishful thinking? How does this work?
0: Well you've come to the right place (laughs) um well you know I do spend a lot of time on the Mayo Clinic website so So I was thinking like okay there's a couple things I feel like maybe hey this is before the time of Viagra and Cialis um
1: (laughs) yeah no no two bathtubs uh, right separate (laughs) bathtubs on a mountaintop here
0: so (laughs) so there's not that but I was thinking and I was like um when I was researching people I think it's like kind of an outdated thing now because of scientific uh, advancements, but like um environmental changing was like something that doctors I think advise. And like, you know, All like right. like actually like a romantic weekend or like aphrodisiacs or you know whatever that like that kind Got of it. thing. So I was thinking maybe that. And then the other thing I was thinking is like did he just, like, was he not trying to have sex with Dorothy? And so he just, like, fed her that line that feels like a very weird thing to do. But, it, yeah, like, it
1: doesn't really come and go. <laughs> well, and it's also, what's, what's interesting about the, <laughs> going back to my necking or making out question, it's like they did stay out all night, but, like, they didn't get, like, a hotel. You know, it does, it does actually seem that they just sort of hung out, had a heart-to-heart, drank, for, you know, went to the beach... And like we said before, like Rose hasn't even slept. I don't know how the fuck Dorothy's just like totally chill, staying up all night, but whatever. (laughs) Um, So it doesn't seem that there was actually an opportunity for him to be like, hey, yo, I can't have sex with you because I'm impotent. It's felt to me like the way they wrote it was that he just sort of confided in her. And that's an interesting theory that it might've just been a line. Mm. Um, But I I also suppose, uh, you know, besides the change of environment to Acapulco, uh, you know dating a twenty nothing uh with a right. very taut body would probably help help things too. Half my age and twice Say my
0: process. Say it Ernie <laughs> Say it
1: Ernie. Check please. Um <laughs> anyway, uh yeah. So I, I just <laughs> I just thought that was like an interesting little tidbit of uh him, you know, making making said plans. But again, you're yeah, the male clinic actually, expert. Thank you. Right, yes. Um I actually like
0: the idea and i actually think it makes more sense too that maybe he confided in her as like sort of like a almost like a distraught you know just like an intimate kind of like friend um but then i i don't know you know it's interesting because like if they didn't have a promise of romance or they didn't you know like whatever was going on obviously they something happened we saw them in the morning but like he's Asking her for to babysit the stewardess's kids, which is, you know, gross. But it's not like, I don't know. I Sometimes I'm like, you know, there's just so many plot holes in it. Yes, that's probably the weakest line.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I think it's funny that we're both, like, kind of stuttering over it. Because it doesn't actually make any sense. But (laughs) the... (laughs) The thing that actually makes the least sense in that scenario to me is how Ted thinks that Stan knows the plan. Right. You know, where he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I really appreciate it. <laughs> he's just like, how far did this information travel when you really haven't communicated it to anybody? right (laughs) and uh yeah it's like a rushed rushed bit of editing at the end uh it's very bizarre yeah they just put it all together they're like we gotta tie this up (laughs) yeah we we gotta go we gotta go um
0: actually so speaking of the end it's crazy because we just spent all of that time on that scene and i have in my notes i always think of that as the end because it's like such a slam dunk but i right do not internalize that that's not the end of the episode because totally like, there's that whole scene when you know, Rose well, is like... the drapes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, you're not a terrible person. You're just, just horny, horny, all horny all the time. The time. <laughs> so good. Uh,
1: it's magnificent. We
0: love a sleepy golden girl. I feel like yeah. that's always a win.
1: <laughs> and the way she's holding her, i just like, so oh, let me go. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it is wonderful. And then just like, you know, it takes so little to make her happy. <laughs> and just slapstick i mean it's yeah it is it is very wacky you're right i never i always think of bon appetit as the closer but there's a whole big scene at the end of it there which is pretty crazy so yeah it's just uh it's wacky you know um we learn more about impotence and uh, don't worry yeah everyone don't worry buddy. more to come i know right have you uh have you anything else to say about uh the old tedsky no i'm all set (laughs) all right well join us next time we're going to discuss what customers the get it while it's hot erotic bake shop gets besides people who mistake penises for florida (laughs) (laughs) take care everybody